Welcome to the Austin and Steve Experiment. I'm Steve Sales, joined by Austin Williams. Hello. What's up? What's up? Okay, I'm going to apologize in advance for being a little tongue-tied today. I was just explaining to Austin I spent the last hour and a half working on a video for a scholarship, so I've been talking a lot the last few hours. So, All right, so we're going to start off with the Anthony Davis trade, and then we're going to do the Super Bowl, and then we'll do the uh, All-Star Reserves before they come out later tonight, and any little residual things we might have to talk about right. so a quick break and then we'll get started anthony davis i have thoughts you have thoughts I let's do. discuss them um do you think he gets moved by the deadline no so okay so i, I should have started there are two things that need to be put into perspective before anybody talks anything about the deals right so one i think dell demp's the general manager of the Pelicans might not even be there by the end of the summer. So all of the deals that we look at have to be viewed through the idea of, and especially because they're a small market team and it's kind of tough to tank as a small market team, they're probably going to want to take a Jimmy Butler type of deal where they want to be somewhat competitive afterwards. Right. right. And number two, Kyrie Irving, for those of you that don't know, is on his designated rookie extension. I don't know if you knew this or not, but so the the way that works is they already traded for one player on their designated rookie extension. Because of that, as long as he is on that, the Celtics cannot trade for a second player who is also on their designated rookie extension, which Anthony Davis is. So unless the Celtics wanted to trade Kyrie Irving in the in the package for Anthony Davis, they cannot trade for Anthony Davis until this summer when Kyrie is on a new contract. So the Celtics are off the table right now. Um, and so, I don't know about that. What if they decide to trade him? Because, I mean, I don't know. I think, the, I think the, whole, the whole point is, like, Anthony Davis would re-sign there because Kyrie is still there. Right. I think that's the underlying But if thought. you give him, what, well, how many games are left? 30 games, something mm-hmm. like that, and then the playoffs? Well, and, and New Orleans wouldn't trade for him because there's no way he'd re-sign because his contract's up at the end of this year, and he there's no way he'd stay with New Orleans. Right. So... I don't think he gets dealt before the deadline simply because the Celtics cannot. Because the Celtics have Tatum, and I think Tatum is the biggest piece of any of these possible deals that can be given to the Pelicans. Mm. I don't know if you agree with that or not. but Yeah, I mean, it's tough because, I, you know, realistically you could see them make a deal if, because I, don't th- I think Kyrie is really expendable right now. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it has to do with what the Pelicans – you know him not being able to re or not probably not to resign. Yeah. yeah. So, so. I, the Lake if you're the Lakers, like you want, you would want to get the deal done now. So right. the Celtics don't even have the chance. There's but, a sense of urgency. But New Orleans at the same time is going to be like, why would I do it now when a like I don't want to send him to the Lakers, which because apparently Dell Demps hasn't picked up the phone for Magic at all. Like he's listened to everyone else's offers but the Lakers because screw the Lakers. Well, the problem is they lose a lot of bargaining power with these other teams because. He said that he won't go. He won't well, so sign that, an that's extension the thing. anywhere else. That, well, he he technically he hasn't said that yet, which right. is the trump card of all of this. Is everyone else's offers are suddenly going to be a lot worse if he actually comes out and says that? But until he says that, technically, like literally every single team is going to be offering something for him. I don't Davis. think he will though. Uh, well, I, that's the thing. I think eventually he's going to come out and say, "I will only go to the La- like I won't re-sign with you because I'm going to the Lakers." But until he says that, technically, we have to concede right. that everyone's still in it so right. the, the lakers just want to get it done now but at the same time if they wait till the summer lonzo's trade value can theoretically be somewhat higher because it is as low as it could possibly be 
right now. But I mean, is high. Yeah, but if you're like, yeah, you want to get the deal done now because this could be another Paul George. Who knows? Right. You just don't want to. Well, take that's that the risk. thing. They've been too conservative in the past. They let yeah. Paul George slip between their fingers and Kawhi. Now, granted, it's a little different because there's the Rich Paul thing. Right. Like that. Like well, I, that's the thing. It's that's a little more coordinated than I think right. it was before. But I don't, so I I had three teams. No, I had four teams that I think should like legitimately try to get Anthony Davis before the deadline and like just see if they can push Dell Demps into the desperation mode where he wants to get it done before the trade deadline. Because if it gets past the trade deadline, it's Lakers-Celtics, I think, and that's it, right? Right. Like, so I have four teams, none of them Lakers-Celtics, Knicks-Bulls. None of those None of those teams are part of my four. Can Should you guess I, what any yeah, of them are? I want to try to guess. Um, Sixers? No. I don't, no, no. I don't like people have been floating around like Simmons for AD, but no, I, I what don't about want Butler that. for AD. I consider it, but then we literally would have no perimeter depth at all. Like Ben Simmons would be our only plus defender. Well, that's the, the thing. Like their their really front court, it arguably would be like the best front court that's ever been put together. Right. But the perimeter would be so bad outside of Simmons that I just I couldn't conscientiously do that. So not the Sixers. All right. So not the Sixers. One of them is like a legitimately really good team. Toronto? No. Milwaukee? Yes. And I thought about this. I was listening to the low post, and he just kind of threw Milwaukee out there, but it didn't seem like he really believed it. Right. And I just totally latched onto this. I'm like, wait, this needs to happen. Yeah, but what do they have to offer? Well, so basically, I think the Bucs, if if it's all about staying competitive post-Anthony Davis, I think the Bucs will go to the Pelicans and be like, you can take three guys and a pick and just take them, except for Giannis. And they can take Chris Middleton... Eric Bledsoe and like Dante DiVincenzo or something. And I don't think it matters that they lose those guys because they're probably going to lose one or two of them. They're probably going to lose Middleton anyways this offseason. Bud's system has clearly proven that with the depth that they have, they can work with this. And you add Anthony Davis. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of on this train now that like the Bucks should try and trade for Anthony Davis. I don't think it's going to, it won't happen, but like, it's it's just fun to think about. Um, Try to guess the other three. The. The other three, they're not bad teams. Utah? No, I don't think Utah is willing to give up a ton. One of them's out west. Two of them are out west in California. Kings? Kings, yeah. So mo- most of these, like, I feel like most teams are just going to be like, hey, like, you tell us what you want, and we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen. Right. So if I'm the Kings, I'm like, here's Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley, and something else like yeah, take it that's a better trade than the milwaukee yeah. trade or um i was thinking the clippers because if you want to stay competitive the clippers have a ton of really good they have a ton of good guys they don't have a ton of great guys but they have a ton of good guys and if they think sga is going to be the next star i think you could try and center something around sga yeah and then brooklyn i i was kind of thinking brooklyn because d'angelo russell's trade value has never been higher like, the dude is, we're going to get into this later, the dude is a borderline all-star right now. Right. So, I think this is the time where the Nets are going to try and sell the Pelicans on uh, D'Angelo Russell, Jarrett Allen, and maybe something else. And then they still have Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert coming back, and then you'd have Anthony Davis. And maybe you can sell him on the New York market. Who knows? Do you think the Lakers are regretting trading him? D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, and then drafting Lonzo? <sighs> I don't know, because, I mean, Russell did not look good, and his, I think he needed a change of scenery, just attitude-wise. Yeah. Uh, like now, that. I mean, Magic Johnson has proven himself completely incompetent at his job, so, like, I don't I don't know, but 
I think just attitude wise and everything, it was the right move to me. Right at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there's not a lot of teams that can that are in contention that really have the pieces. And the the only reason I listed those three teams were just because two of them are out in California, and one of them are out in New York. It's those big markets that like he would consider playing in that aren't the Lakers or the Knicks, but maybe if they were good enough, they could sell him on staying. Right. Which, by the way, the Knicks thing, I don't understand why people are talking about the Knicks right now because it's like, oh, it's all hinging on them getting the number one pick. They might not even get, like, the number three pick. A lot like, of it. We have no idea. I mean, it's all it's all the brand. It has nothing to do with actual substance. It's the same thing with the Lakers. Like, what the Lakers have LeBron, right. and other than that, they've literally done nothing the last five years to warrant anything about Anthony Davis forcing his way to the Lakers. Right. But whatever. I guess that's... I mean, it's ownership, too. Yeah. Ownership is better. I think the Lakers have way better ownership, at least, mm-hmm. you know. Well, yeah, the the Pelicans' infrastructure is a disaster. Like, the... I mean, the it, I don't have a problem with the Saints owner buying them, but then when you have the Saints general manager also looking over the Pelicans for some reason, it's like, what? I read that the other he, day. He runs football, and you're like, oh, just go oversee a basketball team too? What? Did you see the thing where it's like 5,000 or something of his words in his bio were all dedicated to football on the it doesn't make Pelicans. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And Dell Debs has not proven himself to be good either. Like, we're talking about Anthony Davis right now because they have done so many things to screw up this team. Like right. they've had some bad injury luck, but they've made some awful moves. You can't, you can't, you're never going to be able to win in professional sports in a small market when you have a terrible ownership and terrible, mm-hmm. you know, front office yeah. leadership. Like people, people are like, well, they didn't have, um, they didn't have enough time. They were unlucky with injuries and everything. It's like, yeah, Drew Holiday and Davis were hurt for a lot of it, but they signed Solomon Hill. They signed Omira Sheik to these just awful deals. Like they just they weren't gonna be able to get anything done anyways. I mean, the drafting is terrible too because you think they only made the playoffs twice. That means mm-hmm. they were in the and that's eight years, right? Mm-hmm. So that means they were in the lottery six years. And, and the they only didn't come away with anything. But the Davis. only significant one I can think of is Buddy Heald, and he's not even on the team anymore. Right. So and they let Demarcus Cousins walk, mm-hmm. which was well that. I mean, I, that was less on I but. Yeah, I understood that one a little bit more. Uh, which, should we talk about that later? Should we talk about Boogie later? Sure. Maybe we will. All right, we'll get to that. That's fun, by the way. But, um, yeah, so do you, do you think the Pelicans will start selling off all the rest of their pieces, too? Holiday, if Davis goes, Holiday's pretty much gone. Yeah. I'd be curious to see who can take it, because I, I think you'd have to give a little bit more up for Drew Holiday than you would think. Because yeah, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. Um, I think Miritich, Randall, and uh, Etwan Moore, they're all gone. Yeah. I don't know. And Miritich I th- will command something. I, yeah, I think Miritich will get a decent amount. Um, I don't know how much more is going to get. I feel like you can probably get more for cheap, which is not bad. Like, he's not a bad player, but, I mean, he's, he's, he's not Miritich. He's just a rotational yeah. piece. Randall. Randall's like a weird fit on most teams, so I don't know if He's there's... had some... What about Okafor? Have you seen... Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to really need him or want him, but it'll I mean, be he might be, like, one of those guys they keep. Yeah, that I'd be, I'd be very curious to see how that's gonna go because I mean a lot of his numbers might be inflated because he's like the only one touching the ball right now. Right. But I mean the the like he's getting the numbers. I that's mean, the he's... point. Like, and it's not inefficient. Right. What's the difference between him and Aiden right now? You know. I mean, other than I mean a little bit of range. I mean, Aiden's uh, honestly Aiden's still probably a little better on defense. That's just how bad Okafor is. I mean, but, yeah. Well, but that's a guy that was just out there. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't have to give up a first round pick for him. Mm-hmm. He was just a guy that anybody could have had. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people gave up on him. I don't know. It's yeah, just... I mean, I I want to see him do it for a little more a little more time before like I'm like all right like Okafor's back because it's it's been like four games I think but it's been promising. So yeah. Um, 
Anything else on the Davis trade? Um, oh, Celtics. So, uh, obviously, this is still a long time out. Like, they, they really can't even consider doing it. But if you're the Celtics, is there a way that you think you can get him without giving up Tatum? Or do those picks just not have as much value anymore and don't mean as much? I don't know. I mean, a lot of it depends on what the Kings do because they have the Kings pick this year, right? Yeah, well, and the the Kings, I think, at the very least, are going to be borderline playoffs. Right. Right. So at least, you know, they they're playing well. They might there might be a scenario where they're they sneak in at the end. Yeah. But like, not the only pick of theirs that is really even close to as valuable as it was expected to be is the Grizzlies. Right. Just because they they look like they're going to be not great to put it lightly over the next right. few years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we'll we'll probably have to look at that later. I mean, down the road. I think a lot of it. Might have to do with Zion. It yeah, I mean the, the number one pick. Like, I, it sounds like Davis really doesn't want to play in Chicago, which would be a problem for Chicago if they get the number one pick. Right. I think the the Knicks, if they get the number one pick, could be legitimate buyers, but I don't know who they would include in it that New Orleans would want other than Zion. Because I mean they're not they're not going to give up Porzingis for Anthony Davis, right? I read a report today that he was unhappy with the Knicks. I don't know what that's all about, but. That'd be interesting to see. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of it is going to be affected. You know, the trade odd, or the the lottery odds have decreased this year. So many top. different teams can get the number one right. pick now. It, like, I think it was 25%, and now it's like 14 if you have yeah. the worst record or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be between the Cavs, the Bulls, and the Knicks. Yeah. Or, no, Suns, right? How bad are the, the Suns? Suns? Yeah, the Suns. And so it's down. probably going to be the Cavs, the Suns, and the Knicks. The Suns are... are uh, our terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to talk about that. Well, the yeah. Kings were also our terrible mistake. That's true. Just the other way around. I yeah. our, I think our first podcast, I don't think we talked about the Kings because we're like, they're just going to be terrible. They, and now they're, Fox is a baller. I know. That's great. And so is, but and healed is still atrocious on defense, but offensively he's got like, he's not Steph Curry, like Vladdy Divac said he would be, but right. he's got, he's as close to one can get like shooting wise as Steph Curry, right? Yeah. Now. I mean, his yeah. ceiling is close. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So I mean, obviously, one more thing about Davis. Do you think that the Lakers can make the best offer? No. I think the Celtics can still make the best offer because the Celtics have Tatum, and nobody. Because well, hold on. Pelican. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Pel- never mind. It was just the Pelicans called the Lakers. That's all it was. It said this just did. I'm like, oh, all right. So that was annoying. But um, the Jazz obviously aren't going to trade Donovan Mitchell. Right. The Celtics. The Celtics are really the only team in position to trade a player of Tatum's caliber or and potential, right? And still have enough guys to still be really good without him. I don't know if they're willing to do that, and that's the tough part. If they're not willing to do that, I don't think they can make the best offer because I think that the Lakers would ship Kuzma in a heartbeat. I still think I still think if well the Lakers might have to give up all three of those guys though to get Davis. I mean Ingram's been playing well lately too. I think his value is increasing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess we'll see how it all plays out. And now, obviously, again, none of this matters if Davis says, I want to play for the Lakers, because then the Lakers are basically the only team that are going to have, like, a decent offer for him. So, right. Yeah, okay. So I guess we'll we'll get to that when it happens, and I imagine that'll come out in probably the next few weeks. So we'll Hopefully. see. Yeah, so I, I don't think he gets traded before the deadline, but I do think he says he wants to play for the Lakers before the deadline. So. Right. All right, so that's Anthony Davis. We're going to take a quick break. You'll hear a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to go on to the Super Bowl. 
Super Bowl. Okay, so there. What do you want to? We can start with the Patriots offense against the Rams defense, or we can do Rams offense against Patriots defense. What do you want to do? Go ahead. Uh, start with Patriots off on offense. Okay. So, here's the thing. This is about just the overall game. I think that the Rams are going to be able to score at some point. However, the Patriots defense was able to hold the best offense in the league zero points and a half, which I don't think should be taken lightly. Even though they gave up thirty, they gave up thirty one in the second half. For one half, they they held them to zero, and I think that's important because. If the Rams get stopped even a little bit, I don't think this matters because I think the Patriots are just going to be able to do whatever they want against the Rams' defense. My thing is I think the Rams are a lot better on the ground than the Chiefs were. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that Patriots' run defense. Well, all right. Well, so Patriots' offense first. I just I think that the Patriots' oh, offense. Oh, my bad. I, I like, think that we'll, we'll get to that. That's part of it, though. But I think the Patriots' offense is going to be very, very productive simply because – the Rams have been one of the worst defenses in the middle of the field this year, like in terms of guarding the middle of the field. Right. And the Patriots have two of the best players in the world at attacking the middle of the field, simply because they have like two functioning linebackers. I think they have Michael Brockers and some other dude that I forgot, and I just don't think they're going to be able to hang with James White. Right. And the most important thing, Gronk looks reasonably healthy like he's not fast he's he's lost that speed from the back and ankle injuries like he's he can't like i can probably run faster than gronk at this point and i've gotten last like every year in the hundred dash but edelman looked like somebody kicked his puppy in that game the other night i mean he was just absolutely well so that's the the so i don't think anybody's gonna be able to handle gronk even though gronk's not super fast anymore like they just like lamarcus joiner does not scare me in terms of stopping rob Gronkowski if he's healthy right and Edelman also like I think Edelman was gonna have a it was gonna be a, interesting to see Nickel Roby Coleman and Edelman battle it out anyways, but then after Nickel Roby Coleman comes out it's just like oh yeah you know like Brady's looking real old and all this stuff it's like dude you're asking for them to game plan to make you give up two hundred yards and three touchdowns chalkboard right? material yeah now I, I don't know how much of that actually matters but like Edelman like will take that seriously and murder you if right. he can it's kind of funny to see like I don't think he. I think he, he just he needs that stuff to happen to get himself in the game. Like he wasn't right. looking all that great against the Chiefs game until he got murdered on that pick that bounced off his hands. Did you see that? Like yeah. the, the Chiefs dude just went up and destroyed him, like right in the like the neck shoulders area, and then he was money after that. Didn't he catch like all three of those third downs on the last drive? Gronk caught one of them, but Gronk he caught, caught he caught like four or five of them in the in the fourth quarter in overtime, yeah. So I just, I think that the the middle of the field is real. It's going to be open for the Patriots, and I think they're going to take it. Like Hogan and uh, Philip against the Chiefs. <laughs> well, so Hogan and Dorsett, I don't know if they're going to be like Talib and Peters are pretty good, right? They're inconsistent a little bit right. this year, but they're still pretty good. Brady might not even look their way the whole day, the whole game, because I don't think he has to, because that middle of the field is going to be open. And the the run game, the run game was good for the Patriots in the beginning yeah. of the game. Especially. Now, obviously, you can't discount Aaron Donald and Adamican Sue with right. the interior pressure and the run defense. Well, but yeah. it if you're going to have an offensive line that's going up against them, you want the Patriots' offensive line right now. Right. Yeah, they're playing well. It it's ridiculous. They've shut down two of the best pa- pass rushes in the league two weeks in a row. And while they might not do it again this week, I don't see why you have to why you would expect them to not be able to do anything at all. Is it Chris Flowers the one that hasn't given up a pressure? Um, no, it's um, I think it's David Andrews the center. He's just been ridiculous this year. I don't remember, but like, and all right, so 
like I said, Patriots, middle of the field, focus on that. Get those linebackers into space on James White. Try and match up somebody small on Gronk, and I think they'll have a pretty good day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. All right, do um, we want to switch over to the other side? Yeah, this is where it gets really interesting, I think, because McVay is an absolute wizard. I think we've established that, right? Yeah. And he's going up against Bill Belichick, who is – the greatest coach of all time, one of the greatest defensive minds that's ever existed. Yep. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen here because the Rams clearly have a lot of things they do really well that the Patriots have struggled with in the past, which you were talking about earlier. You can talk about that run game a little bit if you want. Well, it's interesting because Gurley hasn't actually played that well recently. I think he's hurt. Yeah, I think he's hurt too. Which, can we talk about the Gurley thing for a second? That is why you do not pay running backs money at all. That's, yeah. Todd Gurley, the best running back in the league, are one of the best. Top five, yeah. at least. I got a lambasting for my dad because Zeke wasn't the best running back in the league, but whatever. Um, top five running back in the league. He's the highest paid running back in the league. It's really not close. Right. He's getting paid a ton of money. He's taking up a ton of the salary cap. And then in your most important drives of the game, he's on the sideline. And C.J. Anderson, who you picked up three weeks ago, has like 170 yards rushing. Why are, why are we paying running backs? Why are we doing this? This is why... Nobody's going to pay Le'Veon Bell what he thinks he's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. Although, I think it was Gurley's second year. He had a really bad season. I, I blame Jeff Fisher more. Well, I, I, his I don't, rookie season was still with Jeff Fisher. And yeah. he, had, he was well, productive, that was, yeah. at least. I'm not like, I, I don't want to besmirch Todd Gurley's talent. I still think he's really good. There are really good, there are better running backs than others. However, the last three Super Bowl champions have had on the roster their starting running back was cj anderson for the broncos who is still starting right this time and they weren't paying him much right and then 2016 legarrett blunt who they paid like two million dollars and all he did was just score touchdowns that's all he did he didn't like he didn't need to do a ton of stuff and 2017 was jay ajayi and Corey clement who like jay ajayi's good but he's not as good as like a todd Gurley, and they paid him like a fraction of the cost right you don't need a good running back to win a title you need to invest in the run game Right, to invest in your linemen and everything else. And next year, when the Browns are there, and Nick Chubb is the, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I have some thoughts on that, which we can talk about like privately later. But yeah, I, that's a good point. Um, yeah. So, back to the run game thing. Like Todd Gurley is still really good, and I still think we'll run on this defense. Right. Regardless of how inefficient the contract is, he's still really good, and he's there right now, and I think that's going to be a big problem for them. Um. The Patriots' defensive tackles really have not been all that great this year. Like, if they put Danny Shelton in, I think they'll have more of a chance because they've Danny had a few. Shelton. Oh yeah, your beloved Danny Shelton. Cause Danny Shelton. I don't. I don't remember what he did a ton with the Browns, but they've had a few games. Took up a lot of space. He, he takes up a ton of space, which is probably what you need for something like this. But they haven't played him sometimes because I think when they want to get into like eleven or they want to get into nickel and everything, he's just is a little too big, right? right? But at the same time. When they don't put him in, their run defense is abysmal. Like, people were talking about how bad the Patriots' run defense was earlier, but I think that was really more of a product of they had, like, three straight games where Danny Shelton didn't play. And he does, just does ran he even play over. now? He played, um, he didn't play last week because they wanted the Chiefs to run the ball, so they didn't play him. But, like, when you actually need to stop the run, I think you can put him in there and he can still be effective. So I think the run defense is a little better than people have been saying just because they're looking at the games where he hasn't played. But they right. still might not play him. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know why they wouldn't play him. 
but they might not just because they haven't been. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of the what was the cornerback's name for the Patriots? Yeah, the, we're last not, year. We're not talking about that. <laughs> one play, they would have won the Super Bowl. They're putting it for one play. Whatever. Um, are there any other uh, weaknesses of the Patriots that you think the Rams' offense can expose? Or? Well, they're not going to throw to Stephon Gilmore's way. No. Yeah, um, and th- J.C. Jackson needs to play a lot better. J.C. Well, he he had a last week. There were there were a few ticky tack calls there. I think he I think he played better than the the box score would indicate. That one yeah, on it the was a down, That was <laughs> infuriating. But I don't know. Um, there like, but other than that game, he has been playing spectacularly the last yeah. few weeks. And not on he hasn't played on this stage yet. Though. No, no. We, well, Goff hasn't either though. So oh, I mean, it, it goes both ways. Um. But um, it's going to be interesting because regardless, the I don't think Brandon Cooks is really going to be that much of a factor in this game because as Brandon Cooks proved last year when he was on the Patriots, if you jam him at the line of scrimmage, he just can't do anything because he's not physical enough to overcome that. Like, he's fast, but if you disrupt him, he's done. <clears throat> I think Robert Woods is the X factor. Yeah, so I'm curious to see where they put Gilmore because they can. I, they might just put J.C. Jackson on on cooks. cooks and just like just say destroy him at the line every time and you'll be fine which they could do right and then G- gilmore can just erase robert woods and that could solve everything like i feel at this point pretty comfortable saying like whoever gilmore's on will not do anything right like sammy watkins had that one big catch on gilmore and then after that G- gilmore didn't let up a single catch i don't think he held kelsey to zero catches held watson to nothing or watkins to nothing other than that one catch who so, else do they have i'm trying to think jason mccourty Cup is out right Cut, no, yes, about. they have Josh Reynolds. Jo- they have Josh Reynolds. They have Robert Woods, and they have Brandon Cooks. So I think they don't really throw to their running backs. Though they throw to Gurley, Anderson bit. really can't. But Gurley is kind of what scares me a little bit. Because if they can put him into space, like they they will get roasted with right. Van Noy and Hightower. Unless they want to try and maybe they'll activate uh, Obi Milifonwu or something, and they'll try and get faster guys out there, more like safety types. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think they're they're really gonna. Belichick is going to say, "All right, Jared Goff, you beat me." Right. So it's gonna be interesting to see what he can do. If they can get consistent pressure, I think it's gonna be tough for Goff to consistently get good throws against man coverage, which they will mostly see man coverage. I think that's just what this team does really well. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust Jared Goff. I see. I, that's the thing. I didn't either. And then he made a ton of really good plays in the end of that Saints game in the Superdome. True. Like, I, I went into that Saints-Rams game, and I'm like, Jared Goff will not win them this game because they're in the Superdome, and he's a, he's never been in this situation before. And he pleasantly surprised me. So, I don't know. It's going to be a really good game. I think we can agree. Yeah. Any other uh, final thoughts here on the Super Bowl? Or? I don't think so. No? All right. Well, it's the day after my birthday, so it'll be a, hopefully it will be a nice birthday present. <laughs> if not, I'm going to be really sad for a week, but we'll see. Regardless, though, it's going to be a really entertaining game. I've been looking forward to it for two weeks, and it's going to be awesome. And I haven't, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take another quick break, and then we'll talk about the NBA All-Star Reserves. Good sec. Yeah. All right, you want to start with the East or the West? Uh, East. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, the All-Star Reserves are picked by the coaches tonight. So we wanted to get these out quickly just so everyone can hear some thoughts and everything and think a little bit before they get announced. I already put my all-star starters out, so mine are a little bit different because I had Bradley Beal in as the starter over Kemba Walker, which was idiotic because I should have I forgot that the game was in Charlotte. And Kemba Walker, when he's that good, he's, he's not going to not start. 
in right. front of his home crowd. So, uh, so there are like a few guys who are def- like definitely getting in the All Star game. I think this year, and I think we kind of talked about it earlier. It's going to be Simmons, Beal, Blake Griffin, Vucevic, and who was the last one? Do you have the Do you have the list on your computer? Um. Just obviously, like, I don't really need to explain any of these guys other than... Uh, Are you saying Oladipo? Oh, and Oladipo, which is going to be a little weird because I think they're still going to give him the all-star nod, but I think they're probably... Just, it's going to be more of an honorary thing, just so they can say you got it, and then obviously he will have an injury replacement because he's gone. Um, So those five guys, and yeah. then there's two more two people that really actually need to be debated. So how about you start and you give me your first pick? For the last, the second to last reserve. This is barring anyone who has a grudge against this person, but Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. Um, I th- like I I don't know if he'll get picked just because the coaches might just be like, yeah, I don't want to like have this dude who did all this stuff in the All Star game, which is understandable, I guess. But if you look specifically at what he's done on the basketball court, he's played really solid defense. They've gotten him more comfortable in their system, so he's starting to take over a little bit more. And I think he's done a, re- a pretty good job this year, given what he's had. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's a top ten player. It's going to be really hard to leave him off mm-hmm. the roster. So, I think he's pretty much a lock. But there's a scenario where, like, if you if you strictly look at performance, he's right. a lock. It has nothing to do with on court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things. But so we both th- we both think he should be on. Who's your second guy? Um, it's a little tougher. I was thinking Siakam, Lowry, and Middleton. But I, th- I think I'll probably give it to Lowry because I don't think it's Siakam's time yet. Mm-hmm. And Are you doing this more on like the Raptors deserve a second guy, or do you just think Lowry's been good enough where he gets it? Maybe a little bit of both. Okay. I mean, usually there's been some preferential treatment as far as yeah, veterans of- go. Mm-hmm. So I think he gets the nod. For that and Middleton, I mean, he's a veteran, but he's not as you know, there's not as much notoriety. He doesn't have the name the right. name brand, yeah. So I'm gonna say Lowry. I'm going D'Angelo Russell. He's been really, really good. Yeah, like he's had like this two and a half month stretch now where he's been killing it. I saw this this stat earlier today. There has never been a player who has had a thirty point game with seven assists and zero turnovers more than once in a season. D'Angelo Russell has done that three times in the last two months. Wow. He's been ridiculous. Like, and the, the defense is not fantastic, but it, he's not like a complete liability right now. And offensively, he's just been, he's been unstoppable. And he's part of the, he's the reason why Brooklyn has, is in the playoffs right now. And like has an over 500 record. He's got a little Harden in him, I think. Mm-hmm. Like he's not the most fun player to watch, but Right. I think you just have to respect what he's been doing at this point. And I, th- I think he's done it he, He's done it for long enough this season where I think he, he deserves a spot. He's an accomplished scorer, and he's yeah. shown that. And I'm generally, I'm not a big fan of giving a team another all-star just because they're that good. Like, because sometimes it's like Milwaukee. It's like a system. Like, they've got a ton of good guys in there. Right. But I think, like, they have so many other guys doing well that, like, it's a team effort, right? And right. I don't think he. I don't think Lowry is necessarily the best player on the fringe that could get in, mm-hmm. but I just think that I ju- I, ju- I just like to do it off of individual performances. Right. I try to keep the team the team record out of it because right. then you get guys like Vucevic who, for a really long time, are just going to get ignored because 
the Magic were always terrible, but now that they're semi-decent and he's been playing really well, they put him in. Right. All right, so that's East, and on to the West. Um, so let me pull up the results. So LeBron, uh, I, I, st- I have huge problems with LeBron being a starter, even though he's missed, like, is it 16 games now or yeah, something? Yeah, 17. Now, he's missed too many games in my book to be the all-star starter. But so I think the, the guys that we can agree are going to be on it, without a doubt, are going to be, um, oh, God. Jokic. Blanked. Jokic. Uh, Lillard, Lillard, Davis. You, you think Towns? Oh yeah, Towns, Towns, and then there's probably one more that Gobert. And I, yeah, I would say Gobert. I don't know. I don't know about that. So there's two or three spots up for debate here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the case for Gobert just because I think that our, earlier in the season, like Donovan Mitchell was just bad, like earlier in the season, and. Obviously, they were struggling with their record, but they were still just good enough, and I think that Gobert has really been a big part of that. He's gotten a lot better with his not necessarily perimeter defense, but outside of the paint defense, and he's starting to impact the game in a little, a little more of a commanding way. And he's he's been the anchor for this whole defense. Like that's why they're so good. It's because he's able to just keep everyone out of there. Yeah, I, mean, I can understand just because offensively he's so limited. I can understand why someone would not put him in. But the thing that. The only the only thing I have against him is that he can't always be on the floor, depending on what the lineups are in the opposition. Mm-hmm. That's the only knock I have against him. But other than that, you're right. Okay. And then so there's two spots left. And if it's not Luca, I really wanted I, to. I really wanted to put Luca in there. If but it's not Luca, someone must die. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to put Luca in there because he's been so much fun to watch this year. But. I just can't. I can't put him in over these other two guys. It, do you want to talk about Russ? I think we got to talk about Russ. Oh, I don't want to talk. Because look, Russ. the shooting has been really, really bad this year. It has been really, That's really not bad. surprising. He is according <laughs> due to the the number of shots he is taking this year and the percentages he is shooting. He is technically the the worst high volume shooter ever this season. That hasn't. That stopped is enough. a fact, and it has not stopped him. However, never will. However. He is still impacting the game in a ton of different ways. <clears throat> the Him not shooting well has t- led to him being more of a distributor to Paul George, and he's kind of thriving in that he's getting all of these passes to the right guys, and he's doing that really well. The rebounding, I still think he like gets too many because the system demands Russ gets rebounds, whatever. His defensive improvement hasn't been as big as everyone said it is. It's mostly him just like shooting for steals more. Right. But he's still getting those steals, which is still important, I think, so... I think he's he's doing enough where and it's contributing to winning basketball to the point where I I can see that you probably have to give Russell Westbrook an all star spot. I'm not happy about it, but those are the those are the facts there. My argument against that is and for Luca is this. He doesn't have Paul George on his team. If he had Paul George on his team That's fair. That's fair. Like I mean his the next best player on the Mavericks is probably DeAndre Jordan, right? No, oh, dude, no way. No, it's like Wes Matthews or something. It's not great. That's that's not really an yeah. It's not great. <laughs> an accomplishment. Um. Yeah, I mean, Luca. It Luka, was really close. That, that was my last spot. Was between those two, and I just. Who's uh, the other I'm, guy? Well, okay, we'll get to we'll that. Get to yeah. That, yeah. So I'm putting. Are you gonna put Luca? I put Luca. All right, you're putting Luca. I'm putting Westbrook. My second spot. I'm putting Drew Holiday because he's deserved one for so long. This dude has been so good. 
He tra- he's just lays it out on the floor, and he plays almost the whole game. He does everything he needs you to do. He shoots, he defends, he runs everything. I I love Drew Holiday, and I, I wish he had gotten some of these sooner in New Orleans. Right. I really hope Philly trades for him, but they're not going to have enough to give up for him, so they won't, but love Drew Holiday. And I think he... he this isn't like in this feels like to me like a lifetime achievement award. Like he just needs another one because it's been so long, but he's actually deserved it this year. I think. It's interesting that DeRozan isn't even in like. Contention. I mean, he's only averaging like not sixteen, but like it's under twenty. That's the difference between the Western and Eastern Conference. Yeah, and like the Way the deeper. offense, his defense has been, ugh, but it's been it hasn't been a train wreck, but his offense hasn't been good enough to make up for that. Right. And he still can't shoot threes. Yeah. Um, my second player, Donovan Mitchell. Okay. I can see that. It's, I mean, who else is there? You know what I mean? I mean, other it, than Gobert. Yeah. Other than Gobert. I just, I just didn't, I thought he had too rough of a stretch where, like, he just wasn't hitting anything. Like, that just, that just went I, on for too I long. I think in the my game opinion. caught up to him. Yeah. Bit. I mean, he's been great now. Right. Like, he's back. But, like, I think that that stretch was long enough for me to just. The rookie wall that wasn't there last year. It came hit him. Sophomore yeah. Year. Sophomore slump. But he's, I think he's worked out of it mm-hmm. pretty well. And he's playing, like, a number one option right now. Yeah, well, and of course, and that's why I said like the, when you were talking about the Jazz, I'm like the Jazz won't trade Donovan Mitchell for Anthony Davis no. because he's their guy, and he's a lot younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah. All right. I think that's that's pretty much everything, right? I yeah. mean, obviously, we'll have to do stuff for the trade deadline once all that starts coming down because the trade deadline is next Thursday. So there's going to be stuff happening, and then I, we'll probably have to do a Super Bowl reaction at some point, and we'll see. What we do maybe we can do the AAF or something. Because obviously once <laughs> once football slows down, um, we're only gonna have basketball. We're probably gonna want to find some other stuff to talk about. But yeah. I think we'll we'll figure that out when we get there. So we're talking about right. Notre Dame basketball. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, thanks for listening. That was cheap. <laughs> it's deserved though. It's deserved. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.